What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Scratch Agency Podcast, hosted by Scratch Agents for Scratch Agents. My name is Stephen Turnbull, founder of T5 Insurance Services in Clinton, New York, and I'm joined by my co-host, the one and only Mr. Sean Fitzgerald, founder of LAF Advisors in Long Island, New York. Mr. Fitzgerald, how are we doing today, sir? Everything is great. I'm actually, uh, I have a bunch of questions from Mike, so I'm extremely excited to uh, finally get to see you in person. I've heard so many great things about you. Um, and later on, I want to ask you about your favorite book. But right now, I'm reading a book, There's No Plan B mm. for Your Ain't Game by Bo Eason. And I, it's one of the, that's it right there. See? One right of the there. most it wasn't even phenomenal, planned. wasn't even planned. One of the most phenomenal books I've ever read. And it's funny, I, I wanted to start off a little different. Uh, with the podcast this time, what um in this book they talk about like having a declaration, like knowing what your vision is going to be, and this was so hard for me to do, <laughs> like knowing what my end vision was going to be. Um, but to take it a step further is actually drawing the vision. So having the vision drawn out or pictures showing the vision. So I'm just curious, do, do either one of you guys do anything like that? Well, like have, like, I think a that's a great way. Or... I think that's a great way to bring Mike in. Let's hear Let's hear Mike's thoughts on that. Well, you know, I, I can't match you guys, but my name is Mike Stromso, the <laughs> unstoppable profit producer live from Southern California. Anyway, so let's get started. Hey, gentlemen, first and foremost, thank you. Thank you for the opportunity to share with you. Uh, anybody and everybody out there who's listening or watching, uh, it's our privilege and honor to share with you what little we've learned so far. There's so much more to go out there. Vision. Yeah. Vision is the art of seeing things that other people can't see. I, I've been working on vision planning for many, many years. Uh, it's now been formalized into my life currently uh, in business nowadays and uh, personally as well. Uh, and I'm going to save the long story here. Uh, most recently, my vivid vision planning started in the south of Spain uh, in a place called Estopania. Looking at the Rock of Gibraltar at a resort, my wife wanted to go vacationing in Europe, so I, I was along for the ride. And we got down to this resort, and I was there for a week. And so me and a week at a resort, I got to have something to do, right? Books are my thing, too. So I was going through this book called Double Double by Cameron Harold, And Cameron Harold specifically talks in that book about having a vivid vision. And I thought, mm -hmm. perfect. I'm going to get my vivid my vision planning on. And I started to write my vivid vision after going through that book. Uh, my wife said, hey, do you need anything from the store? I'm going down to the store. I said, I do. She goes, what do you need? I said, I need a journaling book. Because I was going to talk about it. I wrote in that book not only a longer-term vivid vision plan for three years, but um, – you know, I was going to open up to 400 agency locations as part of that. Talking about scratch agencies. Right. So I was a scratch agency in 1998. So, I mean, anything is possible. Nowadays, uh, we teach independent insurance agents uh, to have not only a quarterly plan, a quarterly goals and a one-year plan, but a three-year forecast and up to a 10-year vision. So, you know, this vision planning, uh, if you will, if you're a BHAG, uh, kind of goal setter, which is big, hairy, audacious goals, fantastic. Or, you know, you can be a smart goal person, specific, measurable, attainable, realistic, and on a timeline. Whatever works for you, go for it. What do you got to lose? Mm -hmm. So absolutely, uh, having a vision is awesome. I got to, you know, you got, we didn't plan this at all. Isn't it interesting no. how everything happens for a reason, right? 
Yeah, for sure. Um, You know, Sean, I saw Bo Eason speak a couple of months ago. Uh, How is that? That had to be, that had to be motivating. It was mind blowing. And of course, what did I do? I started researching Bo Eason and that's how I ended up in that book as well. And now I've done some long research on him and just for your uh, edification and everybody else out there, make sure you go to the back end resources that they offer in the book. Totally agree. Tons of good stuff there. It'll give you everything you need to start your, you know, your short term vision planning because, you know, every person listening or watching this podcast, listening to or watching this podcast, you can be the best in the world at what you do. Mm. If you make a decision and put your mind to it and take action, it's that simple, really. Mm. Totally agree. So, so Mike, let's back up to the vision planning for yourself. Tell us how it all started. Tell us about, you know, when you got in the insurance space, your first scratch agent, I think you mentioned back in 93 or something like that. Let's, let's go back to, for those who are maybe meeting you here for the first time and, and kind of walk us up till today. And then we can get into the, the specifics. Yeah. Thanks so much. I mean, at age 23, I was running a restaurant at a horse training facility. The horses never asked for a day off. And neither did I. I mean, I <laughs> love the restaurant business, but I was missing my wife and my kids at the time. And uh, I was not happy about that. And, um, you know, I felt kind of inadequate as a husband and a father. And uh, at the time, my dad was in the insurance business. And he said, why not join me in the insurance agency? I thought, me? A freaking Asian? Is he crazy? <laughs> and then he said the magic words that changed my mind. And my future were closed on Saturdays and Sundays. I was sold. So at age 24, I started selling insurance and I never looked back. I worked alongside him for 11 years, but I was hungry to start my own agency. And so I rented an office in the next county and started my first agency from scratch. And from there, it took off. So uh, that was 98. Uh, with less than nine years, we got to a million in revenue and uh, a friend of mine stopped by and said, Mike, how are you doing? How's the agency going? I said, and he goes, what was your revenue last year? And I said, Bill, we hit a million. He goes, you hit a million in less than nine years. That's incredible. You got to share how you did it. And in fact, it would be unfair if you didn't. So that kind of, that conversation planted the seed to start helping other agents. And that's kind of where we've come to today. Uh, It set us off on a mission to just help and share. And now the platforms that we have to help and share nowadays are just awesome. So thank you for the opportunity to be here. And so um, shall I take it to a turning point in 1999? Yeah, let's go there. Let's let's go there. So this is perfect for everybody. I mean, starting out uh, on your own, I was there all by myself and, and nights and weekends. I was super fortunate. I had a super hot company that I immediately got an appointment with because I had proven to the ref rep in the past that I could write quality business. She goes, no problem. You got the appointment. It was a hot company in California, my marketplace. And so I was writing business all day long and I'd process applications at night and on the weekends. And that just kind of went on for six months. Finally, I was able to consider at least hiring somebody to answer the phones. And uh, it was a gal who was the daughter of a guy in a networking group that I belonged to at the time. And so she came in and started answering the phones to, you know, keep people off of me, right? So I could do the higher productivity activities that I needed to be doing. So fast forward to 1999 after that point, um, I, I got an invitation to join this 
call. You remember telecalls and fax machines and all that back then? Mm. You may not. So I joined this call and they were talking about how these other agents had had tremendous success doing these things. And so I, I, I subscribed to the uh, newsletter offer on that call and they sent it to me and it came in a 10 by 13 envelope. And inside the 10 by 13 envelope was a nine by 12 envelope. It had a post-it note on the outside and it said, read this while you're alone. And so what did I do? I put it aside. I waited till five o'clock. I ran out and locked the door and I opened it up and read it while I was alone. If you think about that psychological item, I mean, I was focused on what I was saying. It led me to an event I went to and I was watching all of these agents share about how they did it. And I was sitting there thinking, man, I've been working my tail off for the last year and a half, you know, beating my head up against the wall. If you've ever started a scratch agency, you may understand what I just said, right? Mm -hmm. We've all been there, right? And I thought, these people got it all figured out. I'm just going to start, you know, taking their strategies and become a massive implementer. And that turning point right there changed it all for me. That's how it happened in those first nine years with the, you know, the massive revenue in less than nine years and everything else. And so my starting points at that point were social proof, testimonials. Back then it was testimonials, whether it be written or, or video or whatever. Testimonials, because it's not what you say you've done for other people. It's what other people say you've already done for them. Mm. That changes so everything. Social yep. proof, testimonials. <clears throat> I developed a written guarantee that I started using. At that point, it was one page. Nowadays, it's four pages. Testimonials, a guarantee. Then I designed and created our first referral program in 2000, or excuse me, 1999. And for over 20 years, we developed that. And we built a business based on referrals. After that, we developed our welcome kit. And then we started our newsletter. So, I mean, this was all from like 99 to 01, 02. We did this. And then we found the complete marketing arsenal. I mean, here's my greatest encouragement for people who are going to enter into the marketing. First of all, it's about your marketplace research. You got to understand the marketplace that you're going to attempt to convert. Because I'm, I'm sure you guys know the definition of marketing, right? Hmm. The attraction and conversion of your ideal client or prospect, if you will, right? How are you going to sure. attract and convert? So if you want to use a hundred, if you want to reach a hundred percent of the marketplace, you've got to use a hundred percent of the ways. Hmm. So it's not easy, you know, online and offline. I I get it. We live in a digital world. But not every, you know, prospect wants to be reached digitally. They're all different. Right. Right. So that's like that marketplace research that. and identification. So we no. found all of that. And, you know, the educational process within that is longer. So uh, we probably don't have time for it today. But, you know, we found that and I started marketing my brains out. And all of a sudden, went, <laughs> what a yeah. privilege. It was awesome. Now I'm curious on the, from the marketing when you just talked about we got we got the testimonials the social proof the um the next step the next step the referral partner or the referral program all these things for a scratch agent that's listening to this a one man show let's call it that's a lot to take on at once right what's your advice from like where where do you start with all that 
Like, do, do you master the one thing, get that set up and move on to the next? Like, how, what's your advice for someone who's like, man, I want to do all of that? Well, you know, I think Sean seeded the conversation at the beginning of the podcast. What is your vision? Hmm. Because knowing your destination is all you need to get there. And it definitely warrants, you know, maybe going to a park or going to a library or just going somewhere for 30 to 60 minutes and, you know, getting a blank piece of paper and, you know, start documenting where is it that you want to go? What do you want your business to look at, look like? I mean, you know, transparently, if you're listening, you can't see this, but, you know, after all of these years, 35 years in the trenches, you know, having multiple businesses and that kind of stuff. This is my current plan. I mean, I still have a documented plan. I know exactly where our enterprise is going. Okay. So it's laid out, you know, our quarterly goals, our one-year plan, our three-year forecast, and our our 10-year vision. It's got our core values and our core purpose. It's got our marketing strategy. We know what our ideal client looks like, et cetera, et cetera. So get clear on where you want to go. But Mm. The next most important thing, and I get this question a lot from people like you just described, Stephen, you know, I'm just starting out. Where should I start? Well, knowing where you want to go is important, but you know, it's the airline flight attendant analogy. And I have a picture right over there and I'm not going to squirrel to grab it, but you know, if you're sitting on an airplane and they start going through the safety protocol. Who do they teach to take care of first? People by the door. People by the door feeding the exit row, right? But she's putting on the life vest and and teaching you to get the oxygen to take care of yourself. Yourself. Oh, yourself. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And why? Because then you can take care of the person next to you. Exactly. Exactly. Mm -hmm. So that's my encouragement for maybe people just starting out. You've got to... Find a plan that works for you, and that's the key. Not everybody loves to read books. I mean, I'm an audiobook guy personally. A lot of people uh, are fans of podcasts like this one, which you should be. Okay. And then, you know, find a way to learn. The day we stop learning is the day we stop growing. You know, motivation, training, and bathing, it's all recommended daily. Learning is recommended daily. So mm-hmm. find your plan to work on yourself every single day. I mean, at this point in my evolution, uh, I was up probably 5.05 this morning. Uh, I'm super fortunate. I pop up without an alarm. I Google my early morning. You know, I get out of bed. I stretch. I pray. I exercise. And then I've got a full reading regimen after I get done with that and certain things I do to still work on myself every single day. Okay. Work on yourself is what I'm trying to get to. So have a get a vision. And read that vision consistently. Don't just write it out and throw it in the corner. You've got to look at it, hopefully, you know, two, three, four times a week to make sure it, it stays permeated, not only in your mind, but your subconscious, right? Mm-hmm. So you want to have that as well. So, you know, work on your vision, uh, work on yourself, have a plan to work on yourself. And then at that point, uh, we get to, you know, try to help people with their insurance program, Okay. If I had it to do all over again, because when I first started out, if you were breathing and you had money and you needed insurance, you were mine. (laughs) 
I wouldn't do that all over again like that. Okay. I would know who my ideal client is, whether it be personal lines or commercial lines. There may be some, you know, benefits people out there as well, whatever it is, right? And I would write out my ideal client avatar. And I would do everything possible to stick to that. Of course, it's not going to be every single time, but you want to stay close to it. Package business as an example. Sure. I was recently working with an agent and they said something that I, if I've heard it before, it's been a long time. You know what they propose? Hmm. The entire package. They propose one number. And that's the final number for the entire package. With today's technology, you can get a hold of, you know, I know we're not in the business of dropping names here, but, you know, there, there's yep. technology out there that'll grab decks from other carriers and everything else, right? Sure. So you can do that. You can get the information. Propose the whole thing and assume that sale, if you will. Yeah. Right? So... I would endeavor to do packet visions. I know there's a lot of people out there that pursue, you know, relationships with lenders and you got to, you know, come back and try to get the rest of it at the end or in time. I, I respect and understand that, but, you know, always have that mentality. We're going to write the whole account. Hmm. So well, I think that's such a, uh, a, like a trial and error thing, right? I mean, my yeah. story, I, I came from an old legacy business where there wasn't much processes and procedures. It was just kind of what walked in the door. We, we wrote Johnny cause he was, you know, Bill's cousin and this and that. But now with building this, it's, it's, it's exciting to be able to become more specific. Right. Right. And more intentional of, well, we're going to write the whole account and here's why, or we're not the best place for you because you want these limits and we don't write those. And here's why. Um, and, and I, I think that just comes from the reps right? The reps and then, and then planning that over and over and over. Yeah. A hundred percent. And, you know, I, I've done a ton of study recently on really over the last five years, but this year it's continued and it's psychological stuff, right? There's societal lies and the lies that we sometimes tell ourselves and that programming in some cases came from our early upbringing, right? Mm -hmm. And so we have to be careful what we'll accept going into our mind. And so if we were programmed, hey, you know, you got a referral, you need to help this person regardless of the situation. Well, no, we don't. Right. I mean, whose business is it, right? Yeah. Hey. It's all good. Yeah, right, we can just keep it rolling then. We're good. Tech ups happen. Rom yeah, no. Rom um, hey, Romel, who is our video editor, you can uh, start over right now. <laughs> okay. Uh, Mike, one thing that, that Sean and I wanted to talk to you about, and I think is the question of, from the scratch agency standpoint, what does the next step look like? What does the next step look like? What does When can I bring on that account manager? When can I bring on that next salesperson? When can I have enough salespeople to start phasing out? And I think a lot, there's so much in the mundane of having a scratch agency that we tend to put the cart way before the horse in every single one of those conversations. So right. I just love to hear, hear your aspect of with each step, whether it be my first account manager, my first VA, my first producer, then starting to phase out of selling or whatever it is, how, when, what should we be asking ourselves when we're having those conversations? I believe the short answer is very simple. As soon as possible. Mm. 
So, you know, thinking back to my evolution, I, as soon as I could afford to hire that person to answer the phones, so I didn't have to, was what I needed and wanted to do. Right. So that was like your benchmark. Yeah. And you know, the other thing is, uh, this came to fruition when I was working with an agent, I think it was late last year. Uh, I'm older. But, you know, um, I, I was looking at something and there was a quote that came out from Beyonce, right? You guys know who Beyonce is. Sure. Well, I was not super familiar at the time, but I saw the quote and I said, I love that quote. Beyonce said, I generally don't like to gamble, but there's one thing I'm willing to gamble on and that's myself. Hmm. And I, and I showed that in various situations, but that's the mentality as well. If you're willing to gamble on yourself, and I'll suggest, Stephen, you're willing to gamble on yourself? Mm-hmm. Sean? Yes, sir. Me three, right? So anyway, if you're willing to gamble on yourself, as soon as you can afford to hire that person, I strongly recommend doing it because as owners and leaders, you should only be doing the things that only you can do that's going to move the enterprise forward. Right. Based on its goals and its vision. Let me throw you one other thing real quick. And I know, Sean, you're going to add something. Go ahead, sir. You finish your thought because I'm going to go a little off a little off the subject. I love outside the box. Okay. So, <laughs> it's really not that far anyway, outside the box. So, so, so let's say this person is, we'll just throw a number 40 grand a year, right? Because I learned yep. this 20 plus years ago. So how often do you guys have team members yet? Yes. I, yeah, I have a VA. Sean's got a, a VA to producer. Okay. So how often do you pay them? Once a month. Bi-weekly. Okay. So let's say 24 times a year. Okay. So if they if their annual comp is 40 grand, just throw it out a round figure. You divide it by mm-hmm. 24, that's $1,666 per pay period. So the next question is, how long is it going to take you to figure out if they're a keeper or not? Generally, a month or two, you'll know, right? Right. They either got it, meaning intellectual technology and everything else, or they don't. Right? And if they don't, you know, something that I I started teaching years ago, hire slower and fire fast. If they don't have Mm. it, you're not going to change them. And it took me a long time to figure out I can't change people and who they are. So. The unique thing that is available in today's world, you guys just kind of touched on it, is VAs. We didn't have those back then. Yeah. What an opportunity. Yep. So, go ahead, Sean. Yep. Yeah, Mike, I was going to ask you. Um, so, as so, I went from a producer to um, being a business owner, and when I opened the Scratch Agency, it was me by myself, and I'm doing everything, like you said, right? Now that I have a producer and a VA who services, I am and an appointment setter now who helps set up appointments for the producer. I'm trying to figure out when is the right time to phase myself out of producing myself. This way I could focus more on feeding leads to my producer, being more of that leader in the agency where I can check in on people multiple times a day, work on building relationships so I can send leads to my team and things of that nature. Just curious your thoughts on that. Uh, if I may just piggyback something onto your plate, Sean, in addition to building yeah. everything you just mentioned, 
build yep. the processes and the systems. Yep. And I was doing study of business just a couple months ago, and it was said, and I 100% agree with this, your systems are the heartbeat of your business, and your systems will dictate your freedom. Your systems and the EQ of your people, the emo emotional intelligence. Back to your situation, Sean. So this producer, how long has it been on your team? Uh, about a year. Okay, so the producer's been on your team a year. I'll suggest that you believe in the producer. They're doing a good job because they've been on your team for a yes. year. Yes. Are they at capacity? No. So there's two things that I've identified, and this is with all love and respect to people out there in the world, period. Anybody that's listening, watching, and you. There's two things that I've observed in traveling the industry across America, working with agents across America, two things that are in consistent need of work and improvement. And it's not that they're bad at this time, leadership and training, leadership and training. So find a way to fully maximize the capacity of that producer. So they're producing at the highest level. It might be disqualifying people they're working with and they may not have enough leads. They may not be, you know, Pursuing the entire account could be all of the three or more, right? Yeah. So maximize those opportunities. And if that production number for that producer is high enough to support your desired financial growth, fantastic. Okay. If not, if you're going to participate in producing business, I will suggest, Sean, that you have a capability to pretty much write anybody you want, right? Because that's what, what us owners can do. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So anyway, so you got to be very selective about the accounts that you will pursue. Maybe it's a minimum revenue Correct. account or a minimum premium account, and you got to be totally disciplined. Agree. So I learned from the late, great John Wood and discipline yourself so no one else needs to. Oh, man, again, right? So you got to be disciplined <laughs> as far as the kinds of accounts that you're going to even spend one minute on. Yeah, and we've gotten very intentional yeah. with that. And so, you got to get to a certain revenue before you probably can step back and start working on the business. Here's another one for you. Time blocking. Yes. Do either of you block your time on your calendar? Yes. Probably not as much as Try. I should, but I do. <laughs> the, att yeah. the attempts there, Mike. <laughs> so let's talk about planning. You remember our buddy, Benjamin Franklin, right? Mm -hmm. The first millionaire in America, by the way. Ben Franklin said, if you're uh, if you're failing to plan, you're planning to fail. Okay, so plan your day. We all have the same twenty four seven three sixty five. So I personally, and I've got stuff all over it. I mean, I plan my day every single day, still to this day. I know exactly the things that are going to get my time, right? So when's the best time to plan your day? Beginning. That night. That <laughs> night, the night before, exactly. Yeah. I'll do respect, Stephen. The Wrong night answer. before. <laughs> because when you plan it the night before and you write that stuff out, subconsciously it works for you overnight and you're up the next yeah. day. And then yeah. when somebody interrupts you, you know, Stephen's calling again. What does he need now? All right, Stephen, I'm done. I got to go. You got that list. Boom, I'm right back to it. Boom, I'm right yeah. back to it. Okay. Uh, at that point, what I still do in the morning, I have time blocks. Nobody gets on my calendar because I'm going to work on me first and the things that are the highest priorities. And I, I block, 
I have an accountability partner that I've had for 11 years that I get to be accountable to every Friday morning at 6 a.m. Pacific. I have my Sunday planning session. I know what my whole week looks like for the entire week. I block my time for that entire week. And I didn't do all this back then. These are all things that I'm sharing with you that if I had to do this all over again, 100% I would be doing them way back then too. Mm. Right? Now, if I control my time for the week. Go ahead, Steven. No, I, I think I think this this goes right into what my next question is. We're we're in October now. We've got the the year coming to an end, and we've got a lot of talk about now yearly planning. You know, what are some just few good nuggets that you could give us around yearly planning? What's the the major things we should be looking at? The you know, as far as planning for our agencies, planning for ourselves, like we've talked about a lot in this podcast. You know, what what's some uh, advice along that line? Well, I mean, it's really back to where do you want to be on 1231 of 2024? Mm. And I teach this as well. I mean, think about this for a minute. Let's pretend for a second, okay? Let's say it's 1231 of 2024. And we're getting ready to celebrate. We're getting ready to celebrate what just happened in the year 2024. This celebration is going to be so incredibly awesome. You know why? Everything that we dreamt about, that we planned for and wanted to happen, not only did it happen, we exceeded it all. Mm. We're going to celebrate that. So the question is, what exactly do you want to happen that's going to make that celebration so incredibly awesome? From a personal perspective and a professional perspective. Because we want to build a business that supports our lives. Right. We don't want to live our lives to support our business. Absolutely. And, and you know, I've, I've got a multi-layered answer to that. Uh, and if I had been able to plan for this, I would have it ready for you. But uh, in the answer to that question. Yeah, Mike, I, gotta, I have to ask you this question. So yeah. um, reading, this, reading this book that we spoke about earlier in the podcast tells you to make your declaration and your big yep. audacious goal, right? Yep. So if I wanted to be the best insurance agency owner in the world, what would three critical tasks be that you would do on a daily basis to try to achieve that goal? First, I 100% believe, I'm going to go back to something we've already talked about. I've got to make sure that I am fully prepared as the leader. One. It starts with me. I mean, I've got this little device that it was developed in a brainstorming session a number of years ago, right? There's only one person that stands between you and success, and it's you, right? Oh, I love that. Mirror of truth. <laughs> so, one, you've got to prepare yourself as a leader. Two, people are silently waiting to be led. Mm. Lead them. How do you motivate people? With what they're motivated by. You don't, well, good. You got to find their motivational switch. Right. Lead by example. Yeah, exactly. All of that, right? But think about this for a second. You know, in the training that I went through that led me to really getting that into this thick thing, you don't motivate people. What you do is you have to find out and answer this question What can I do today to help sh blank achieve what blank wants? Hmm. You've got to be answering that question every day. What can I do today to help 
Sean achieve what Sean wants and draw a line. You can fill in the blank with anything, right? What can I sure. do today to help Sean achieve what Sean wants? And yes, to what Love Steven that. said, you got to find their motivational switch. Mm. And everybody's got a different kind of motivational switch. And then you've got to yep. build in EQ into that emotional intelligence. Anybody out there, just Google it and, and get familiar with it. It's so vitally important in today's world, especially with the advancement of AI and GPT. And if mm. you don't get your mind around that, probably that'll be the third thing. Okay. So yourself, prepare yourself to lead other people. People are silently waiting to be led. Your number one customer is your team. Your number one customer is your team. Everything you do for them is going to get turned on to the marketplace, right? And third, processes and systems. Processes and systems. <laughs> and 15 seconds ago, I was going to say tech. Bigger, bigger, top-level processes and systems. You've got to build yeah. your processes and systems. And then, most importantly, you've got to assign somebody to own keeping them up to date. Mm. Preferably, it's not you in the future. Love that. We've been, Mike, we've been calling Sean, Mr. Sean Process Fitzgerald around these neck of the woods because <laughs> he's in the middle of doing exactly all that. He is building out an incredible, incredible process, incredible playbooks. He's calling it for, for everything. Um, and, and, and we talk about the power in doing that now as a scratch agency, whether you're a one man show, a half man show, whatever you refer yourself as, right? Uh, to build that foundation. I mean, that, with the amount of people we've had on the show so far, we hear that almost every episode. Processes yeah. and procedures, right? Uh, yeah, and it's a never-ending process, just so people know. I don't want people to think like, oh, I do this playbook and then it's done. No, I do this playbook and we're constantly tweaking it. So it's always evolving. Yeah, fast story. Um, you know, out of the gate, I finally got to four people uh, and then I did a small acquisition and I had six people and all of a sudden nobody was doing things the same way. Oh, we do it this way. Oh, we do it this way, right? Mm. And I was grinding and I had to figure it out. So I finally found something uh, to figure it out because I was that close to dropping three grand to have somebody come in and write the procedures manual. But that was what I couldn't get around. What was going to happen when they left? I said, what's going to happen when something changes? Well, my rates, you know, 75, 100 bucks an hour, whatever, I'm going to come in and change it. I said, that's going to be like a daily thing, right? <laughs> yep. So my failure, I, I found a system and I, and I now teach that system, but I found a system that worked. And what I failed to do for the first six months is assign one person to own the updates. Mm. So build that in because it's going to change. You know, there's three things certain in life, right? Death, taxes, and change. Mm. such good stuff it is it's it, and like these are the what an opportunity to have these conversations now i mean that's and i'm talking about i'm selfishly talking about myself as a one-man show he's starting this like you said and mike i know i know you're uh we got to wrap up here because you're close on time but we always ask this question at the end and um, you, you you pointed a lot to the question, but I think there's a different spin you could put on it. So with everything that you've been through, the, the scratch agencies, UPP, all of that, if, if you had to wake up tomorrow, you woke up tomorrow and there was nothing. You're starting out square one in insurance. What's something tomorrow in today's world that you would do different? I would pursue a niche industry. <laughs> that I wanted to dominate 
and I would find the very best list source that I could. And if I had any money, I would invest in somebody to teach me the path that I need to go. Mm -hmm. So I had, I had that question at an event that I was speaking at. I think I get that question a lot, but I remember that moment a couple of years ago, they said, all right, you know, you're 35 plus years in, if you're starting all over, describe that for us. And I went mm -hmm. on about a 20 minute description because they wanted detail, maybe not 20 minutes, but it was a longer time. But yeah, it would be 80% commercial. I would only do personal lines as an accommodation. And the list, the list is your marketing goal. Your list, your list, complete list. And the more robust and complete the list, the better. And mm -hmm. then you have to have a plan. And therefore, we, we uh, created something we call the Sales Growth Accelerator, which is a complete game plan for a producer as an example. And so I would have the plan and I would be doing all the things that we talked about earlier, you know, the working on myself and, you know, the vision planning and the goal setting and all that kind of stuff. So, but I would want to create the agency of the future that I would want to, you know, have, whether it be a year from now, probably three years is probably the, uh, you know, time frame, if you will, because, you know, I believe in my heart of hearts and working with agents a lot that if you're out of the gate, it's going to take three years to really get your feet under you, to really get going. And let me just be clear. I mean, I'm sure you guys experience. You have guys ever days that suck? <laughs> yes, sir. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, thank you for telling the truth. That's where our progress starts. Of course. Yep. Dark days. Tough nights. The weekends. The time away from family. I mean. I've got stories and stuff stuff that I'm not happy about still to this day. That's why that's where the lead no regrets came into play, right? I don't want people to have regrets, but, but you got to yeah. fight through it. And it's the, that's why you got to you know position your mindset. Your mindset's your skill set. So that's why you got to feed your mind to work on your mind. I mean, Sean, great job, man. You're you're reading that book, perfect. Right. Oh, I mean, Eason went through some suck, did he not? Totally. You know. Hot dog buns and peanut butter in his old pickup truck, and that's where he's sleeping. <laughs> and I and I, and I want to just wrap up by saying this comment, and I'm I'm admittedly saying this for me. And Mike, I, I'd I'd be really curious to just hear your quick thoughts on it, and then we can wrap this up. But from scratch, for scratch agents, you're never too busy to do this stuff. Because like the regrets of not doing this stuff now, the processes, the procedures, the vision planning, the annual planning, all of these things, we're all busy. We're all too busy, right? I mean, I think that could be uh, the, the roadblock in all of these things. But imagine if you do take the time now in the early phases, what it'll look like. And like Mike said, if, if I could go back, here's the steps that I'd be taking. Here's what I would be doing. The benefits of having all those things set up are just going to be you know, so worth the investment, stopping in your busy day and taking a half hour each day to do that or taking an hour each day to do that process. These are my old historical original vision planning documents. If you do that, mm. save the documents. Yes. And I could go Love on that. to a story about stuff that I wrote down in around 2000 and 2001 that actually became reality in 2021. And through the whole thing, it all happened because I planned for it. Vision. I couldn't agree yeah. with you more. And, you know, back to time blocking and it's your time. I mean, this stuff really, 
if you think about it, it's maybe 30 to 60 minutes a day, if that, depending on how you know efficient you are. And I say this with all the love and respect for people in the world. Shut down social media. Turn everything mm-hmm. off. Turn your phone off. Tell your family, hey, I love you guys so much. I need to plan for our future together. I'm going to take 30 minutes. Shut it all no down. Distractions. Yeah. Man, that's good stuff. Hey, Mike, um, thank you very much for taking the time. We know you, you, you are your welcome, busy man. schedule. If you guys want to and, do part uh, two at some point in the future, oh, we because, will. you know, I'm totally open because I get out of bed to help agents because, you know, I sit here today, an extremely fortunate, grateful and blessed <laughs> man. And now I just want to help everybody else get the same level of freedom and fulfillment that I've got. Mm, yeah. And we, and, and we very much appreciate you doing that. And, and you know, the thing is, I'll, let me reiterate this. It's not going to be easy. And sometimes it's not going to be fast. Mm-hmm. But well, let's finish with this, guys. How's this? And I've studied this. You know, the number one reason that people don't achieve personally and professionally the things they set out to achieve, it starts with C. Guess. I've gotten all the questions wrong so far, so I'll just go. <laughs> well, yeah, just hey, cost, you're learning. You either is you either cost? win or you you either win or you learn, right? Go ahead, Stephen. Is it cost? No, it's and I, and I should have uh, given you the hint. It's lack of consistency. Mm. Oh yeah, it's lack of consistency. So once you get in this habit, it's got to become a daily habit. Motivation is like bathing. It's recommended daily. Learning is like bathing. It's recommended daily. Leadership Mm -hmm. is like bathing. It's recommended daily. You can fill in the blank. And frankly, guys, I just took that one from Zig Ziglar. Yeah. Great, great Zig Ziglar. I mean, there's nothing new under the sun. Everything that I've learned and implemented, somebody else already did it. Mm -hmm. I was just the one who, hey, I don't want to start dropping terms, you know, blank out, right? Right. All right. I'll say it. Balls out. Balls to the wall. Right. Mm-hmm. And just go at it. Yeah. Yep. Why well, not? Espe- you, why espe- not? Now? Especially now. Especially yeah. now. The amount of content that's out there. The amount of podcasts. The amount of books. 100%. The amount of there's there is so much, so much stuff and opportunity there out there. No You're the one that's in charge of making the action. 100%. Hey, Mike. Why don't you? Uh, when we wrap this up here, why don't you just tell everybody how they can follow you, get in touch with you, maybe you know, talk about the podcast real quick, and then we'll wrap it up. Yeah, my, my next session did just chime in. So um, super simple. Um, just go to Google. You may have heard of Google. Uh, type in Mike Stromso, S-T-R-O-M-S-O-E. You're going to find a whole um, myriad, plethora of information. Uh, you can check me out at unstoppableprofitproducer.com. And there's a whole bunch of information there and ways you can contact um, us. And you know, if you go to YouTube, and you just search Unstoppable Profit Producer and then go to the videos. It's the video of my money-making strategy session that comes out every week. Uh, we also do a podcast as well. That's there. And uh, if you got a call, 800-770-9984. And I want to thank you, gentlemen, greatly for allowing me to share with you and for others. 
Well, thank you very much again for taking the time, everybody. That's another episode of the Scratch Agency Podcast. Do us a favor, like we talked about in the last show, visit scratchagencypodcast.com. We just got that that telegram set up. I think we got like 25 people in there now, Sean. Uh, super good. Great conversations. Surround yourself uh, with the people that are going through it, right? We got a great community of Scratch Agents in there. So make sure to join us again, scratchagencypodcast.com. You can click the link on the top, join our community. Thanks again for joining us. Do us a favor, like the show, share the show, and subscribe. Most importantly, remember to dig down deep, believe in yourself, and own your own future. We'll see you next week. Take care.